All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. You're watching Leafs Morning Tape with host Nick Alberta and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. All right. What's good, everybody? Happy Tuesday. It's the Tuesday edition of Least Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga, <clears> and Jay Rosa. How are we feeling on this Tuesday, Rosie? Big Leafs game against the Panthers tonight. How are you? Happy Tuesday. It's good. We're playing the, the Cats again, and there's lots of reason to be fired up for this one. Did you watch that game last night or at least see the highlights, Florida and Ottawa? I think it's hilarious that the entire hockey world is talking about something that happened every third game 20 years ago. <laughs> a couple of pims getting tossed around. Yeah, a bit of a blowout there. And uh, that's usually the recipe for the extracurriculars to happen. I know, you know, especially in the minor leagues and stuff, when there's like a five goal lead and stuff, the ref. And everyone, like every whistle, every D zone whistle where the the goalie freezes the puck, it's just like everyone's just looking around, like just waiting for mayhem. It's it's kind of hilarious. I miss playing in them on both sides of them, but uh, it happened in the show last night. It's kind of fun to see and uh, whoop de doo. Would you say that was the bread and butter of your career is starting the extracurriculars when your team's down like 4-1 to get the boys going for the next game? Although we've already confirmed in the hockey world that you can't carry momentum from game to game. Oh, has that been confirmed? It has. Um, <laughs> no, apparently. <laughs> it is more game. It is more in game, no doubt. But it is. was I the go-getter? Yeah, I mean, no doubt I was I starting you that. I to ask stuff, yourself but... that. You're a career fighter. 
<laughs> I know. I guess I was. I also was like watching others for it. Yeah. But yeah, trying to get the bump up stuff going and you know, you stop in front of the goalie and you're, you're close to him. You don't snow him or anything. And then all the D men come flying. It's like, all right, idiot. Like I, I used to like, just kind of saying, Oh no, I think we lost him. We're going to try to get Rosie back in the mix, but uh, I was just going to add to even to the conversation. I think it's hilarious because he's so bang on like there's course correction. It seems like more times than not when there's like a blowout or extra curriculars take place. It's more so like when, a team is like course correcting and they don't want to do too much. And that's when teams get pissed off. And I think the fact that Rosie brings up like the not snowing the goalie, not getting in the goalie's face, and it seems to infuriate teams even more. And that's why I think you see dust ups from time to time. But certainly that was a big story from yesterday. Just uh, how bent out of shape the Ottawa Senators got. There was that whole clip, of course, with Jonas Corposalo. They've been a tire fire defensively. And again, we saw one coach fired yesterday. I wonder if DJ Smith could be out the door soon for the Ottawa Senators because after the game, he's like, that one's on me. When, Whenever a coach blames themselves, it's sort of a, a scary, scary situation. That's sort of what I, I, you know happened yesterday. He said the start was on me um, as we have Rosie back in the mix here. But just your your thoughts in general on the Ottawa Senators, um, you know, they, they could be losing their coach soon. I feel that way at least. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. You thought they were going to take a step this year. I thought they were going to kind of compete in that division, and it hasn't gone their way. I love their leadership with Brady Tuchuk. I really do. He's one of uh, both the Tuchuk boys. I I mean, Matthew, obviously, a lot more radish, and Brady, a lot more hard-nosed leader qualities, and uh, I think Matthew's a little bit better high-end skilled player. Nonetheless, both those boys, I love them to death and uh, really like Brady to Chuck and the way he handles himself. But yeah, their season hasn't been going the way they want. And like we were talking about yesterday, when when changes need to happen fast, oftentimes it falls on the coach's lap. Did you see the uh, All-Star draft is coming back? Like, I, I think it's so fascinating because when they did happen, I think it's happened on three different occasions at All-Star weekend. Social media loses their minds. People involved lose their minds. How can you give this guy the last pick? You're telling me this is not going to happen again, but you can't help but be pumped. It is in Toronto, but the, uh, the NHL announcing yesterday, NHL Thursday night, uh, they're going to have the draft take place and all that fun. Like, it's going to be fun on the surface, but... I just think it's sort of fascinating. Everybody's all pumped up about it when everybody was bitching about it. That's why the NHL got rid of it to begin with. Ah. <clears throat> was everyone bitching about it? I mean, there's it's yes. good. It's good TV. Like someone's going to be the last pick sitting there like a dickhead. And it was Phil Kessel that one year. Everyone made a big deal about it. But I mean, you're going to put, uh, you know, how many 50 NHL all-stars in a game and pick them. Well, someone has to go last. And mm -hmm. I think they're going to try to do it where, I don't know, give, uh, you know, make picks, not just based on who the best player is like, Oh, you're, you're Canadian, you're American. Oh, I'll pick my countryman here. Or I'm not playing against him because I want to go after him and just try to make a little bit of a show of it. That's what the whole all-star game is sometimes to a fault, but, uh, I don't mind the draft coming back, something to look at, something to see, you get the guys mic'd up and hopefully, you know, when it's live like that, the production is, is tough to manage, I'm sure, but I hope they get the, the mic'd up situations, right. They're not talking over each other. You get clear, concise, you know, quality entertainment out of it. That's all you can ask for to the all-star game. I think people always expect too much. Yeah. It's like these guys aren't, these guys aren't actors, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, entertainers. They're not going to be, 
you know, putting a whole script together and making it insane. They don't like being on the spot all the time. You can tell sometimes by their interviews, they're just like, get this camera out of my face. So it is what it is. Your expectations have to go along with it. But nonetheless, the NHL is always trying to figure out what they can do to make it more attractive and, and make it more enjoyable for the fans. And the draft, I think, is is kind of an obvious one. Who gives a shit who goes last? It doesn't. It's, you're all NHL all-stars. I think you got to take that with a grain of sand. Oh, trust me, it's going to be a point of uh, contention as we get closer and closer to this whole thing. And I do think this type of gimmick has sort of a shelf life. We'll see how it goes this year. We are pumped for All-Star Week. And again, the captains will be selected from a pool of 44 players, pair them with celebrities for the Tim Hortons NHL All-Star Player Draft. Then the captains will pick four teams for the three-on-three tournament for the remaining pool of players. And of course, that's coming up in early February. Now, do you also see this? The NHL apparently is going to honor the 67 Maple Leafs. Can you tell me why, why they have to rub salt in the wounds? Because <laughs> it's in Toronto and oh, give me there's break. some living members of that team left. I want to see these, these guys and uh, it'd be cool to honor them. It's been a long time, but no matter what you do with this team, just mentioning them reminds you of how long it's been. And these guys are uh, are not going to be the youngest fellas in the world. And they're going to come there and wave and, and get honored. And it's going to be like, man, when that guy was in his 20s is the last time that uh, that these guys got it done. But I, I, I think it's cool. Honor people. But um, you're in Toronto, the 67. I just wish it was more like, you know, the a little bit more current people yeah, no have shit. recently won the cup. It's just a glaring reminder of how long it's been. Well, that's exactly it. Like 1967 is a long ass time ago and I get it. The all-star games in Toronto, but like we had that uh, century season. Like I, I, they don't need it. I I don't know. I don't need to be reminded. Like you don't think social media is going to be ablaze that night when they commemorate that team. I look at the Leafs. They're a giant joke. Like, I don't know. I just think they're like finding things to do at all-star weekend. And I would just leave that alone. <laughs> I think Leafs fans have been through enough in the last like 15 years where it's like, I do not need to remember 1967 because the vast majority of the squids who watch this team now do not have any clue who's even on that team in 1967. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> it's more the NHL putting it together. I don't know if the Leafs would yeah. go, go ahead and uh, decide to do that. I'm they sure they're part of the decision-making process. There you Shannon, go. I'm sure they would have, of course they could have blocked it if they wanted, but it is what it is, man. I mean, they, they're not the only franchise that hasn't won in a while, and it is their glaring black eye on the organization that they're as big as they are, as strong as they are, as popular as they are, they're as valuable as they are, and they just haven't done done the big one in so long. And all the reasons that we mentioned that they're the spotlight's on them so much is why it becomes difficult to win, I think, in a lot of ways. And uh it just it is what it is. There's been worse ones, man. Look at the Chicago Cubs and and some of the some of the long term. They, they won in, in sports. They won. They got, it, they got it done eventually. So is what it is. I mean, fuck. Everyone knows how long has it's been that's the the Leafs has gone. I want to see these guys and say, hey, look at those guys. Holy smokes, it's been a long time. I don't care. Another slave rights in squids question mark. I guess we didn't let him in on the inside joke that we pretty much call everybody squids behind the scenes. It just means you dusters. I don't know how to compare it, but yeah. It's your word, but we use my word. Love it. I call everybody squids. It's phenomenal. Uh, Pizza pizza replaces TikTok on the Leafs blue helmet. Do you give a fuck? Pizza pizza replaces TikTok as a sponsor on the Leafs home helmet, the blue helmet. 
both kind of garbage. I wish it was more <laughs> of like a classic Canadian company or something like. I want. Uh, had, I want Zanzibar on, on there. I want Zanzibar on there. Zanzibar, fuck. TikTok's <laughs> embarrassing. I mean, talk about not. It's huge. Oh Christ! It's a Chinese company. I think that only applies to people under 24 really and it's just doesn't go with the the legendary status of the maple leafs i'd like to see you know air canada is better than that put the hudson bay company on the side of them but pizza pizza and tiktok i really don't care but it's like why would i get excited about that i would say that like there was again very similar to everything that happens in the nhl world and understandably so for the most part there was a lot of consternation when the whole thing went out. We're going to have sponsors on our jerseys and our helmets and all this and all that. And I'll be honest, like, I don't notice it as much as I thought I would. Like, at the beginning, I did. But now, like, I couldn't tell you which team is sponsored by who. And I think that's the best part about it. And to be honest, your eyes get trained after a little while. So, yeah, faintly, I remember TikTok on the helmet. It's not going to be any different with Pizza Pizza. And I've made this take on the show months ago that that pizza is horseshit. I'm sorry. Hopefully they don't sponsor us one day, but not a fan of pizza pizza. Don't record this. Don't record this. Hey, and this yeah. is a good point from T-Max TV. I'm shocked that it's not Boston pizza, which is a really good point because True Living's dad. Yeah, really? Why not do that? Maybe they don't, uh, they don't see the value in it, but uh, like, you know how they, you know how they name like the air, Can- it's not the air Canada center anymore, but when it was the air Canada center, I understand yeah. it's tax write-offs and all that stuff, but you're talking like, it was like, it's just hundreds of millions of dollars to put your thing on that. And it's like, I understand the tax write-off, but again, with the amount of people that look or hear the name who would go and buy a ticket on Air Canada, who otherwise wouldn't have done so, how is that going to offset even with the tax write-off? I never understood that. I'm just like, they spent what to put their name on a building? It, it, I'm no marketing or business genius, obviously, but... I always shake my head going, how can they justify that? It seems insane, but uh, yeah. maybe the tax write-offs are even better than I think of. But uh, pizza, pizza, this, that, I could give two shits. I, I wish the Maple Leafs, they're so freaking rich. They have so much money. Why don't they just go sans advertisement on, <laughs> on stuff like that? You're not going to desecrate our uniform. You're not going to desecrate our jersey. We don't need the fucking few bucks from milk canada to put that shit on our chest like i wish they would just say no it would be a total boss move yeah god bless the dairy farmers but you're so right like if they went all new york yankees on this shit and you're like you know what this is a legendary uniform you're not touching it but if it don't make dollars it don't make sense uh, i think chris wrote in he's been eyeing the uh, crown royal bottles behind us and uh i think everybody does that's why we have them we love our friends over at crown royal want to mention as well unleash the darkness with the national uh, the Nation Gear Blackout Collection, excuse me. Embrace the bold and gear up with all new styles of our exclusive line, only available for a limited time. Don't miss out on grabbing your favorite team's gear in the baddest styles before they're gone. Get the perfect gift for your favorite fan order before December 10th so you can put your presents under the tree. Plus, if you spend $200, you qualify for free shipping. Nationgear.ca and Rosie at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. A lot of people watching right now, not subscribed. Not liking the show. It's hurting us deeply, man. It's going to make us, uh, you know, have some crown royal soon here. But, like, just help us out, please, right? Yeah, you might as well. If you like the show and you listen to it, 
support it. And we'll bring more and more and more interesting things to you because of that. Or else Rosie's going to beat the wheels off of you. Uh, brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees in their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25. Uppercase for that. For 25% off your first order with DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change, terms apply. So as we speculated yesterday, Matthews and Marner, the breakup 7.0. I think it's happened like a billion times. It's going to be Nyes, Matthews, Nylander, Bertuzzi, Tavares, Marner, at least to start. But knowing Sheldon Keefe, that could last like five shifts. Seriously, we've done this before. We got all excited and worked up about a... uh about a change in the lineup and uh, before the first period's over, it's, uh, it's done. It's yeah. I don't, I don't put a ton. I never really did. Like these guys should be able to play with anyone. I like that. Nice. He's getting a chance to play with those big boys. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's been good. What's he got six, seven goals. I mean, he he's, he's done very well for a rookie. Um, it's nice to see that. And, and you had to change something up and, um, the third line's going, it's going pretty well. They've found some chemistry. You don't want to want to break that up. You're not putting Marner down on it, but as far as shuffling it around, I, I like getting Nisey up on the top line. Um, Matthews and Marner are playing together. Whoopie do now you can actually get, uh, you know, some different looks. If you consider those guys, your, you know, your weapons and, and you got different choices on who to play against them, especially when you have home ice advantage. But I don't know to me, man, it's, it's just like, <clears throat> If you're, if you're, if you're Mitch Marner, it's like, oh, I just haven't got the opportunity now that the lines are changed and I got so-and-so on, you know, playing beside me. Now I have the opportunity to flourish. It's like, what are you talking about? It's, it comes from within. It's all up to him. You could put anyone beside him. It, it's him. That's got to up his compete level and maybe just, I don't know, maybe that's what it takes. So a little shake up and, and rattle the cage a little bit. Uh, Again, I don't consider this a a recipe to change the way everyone's playing. It's like it's not if that's what it takes, then you got problems, man. It's it comes from within. It's your own compete level. And that's got to change from from within the individual player. And they have to bring it and make everyone else around them better, not change the the surroundings in order to get your game going. But whatever, you got to do something right. It's not been going well. I understand the change. It's funny. It's more about like getting points from Marner and Matthews than it is like changing the way this team plays, right? Like we, we've seen, again, I, it's like coddling 101 and I totally agree with you. I don't think these guys realize how fortunate they are. So you go from playing with Austin Matthews to playing with John Tavares for all the ridicule the guy gets, he averages a point per game. Like how many teams can say, hey, Mitch Marner, superstar, you're not going to play with this superstar. You're going to play with this star, the team captain, Mr. Point per game. Like I... This team is so lucky to even be able to do that. But on top of that, this is all about getting Marner and Matthews cooking in offensively. But there's still a the giant root to the issue is like they can't show up when it matters most. And that's why the springtime is going to be integral. And again, moving forward, I want I want to see some growth from this team. Like there's just been some glaring games where you're like, oh, my goodness. And uh, there is a, a bit of a dirty, nasty taste in the mouth, I, I think, of Leafs Nation right now. Considering what transpired over the weekend, you lose in Chicago in OT uh, to an inferior opponent. Pittsburgh's an inferior opponent. They look lackadaisical. They look like an all-star game uh, trying to make passes behind their backs on Saturday. And you start to wonder, it's like the same old same, right? So 
I'm with you. I don't think it changes much. Um, I think it's all about getting Matthews and Marner producing again. Yeah, and I mean, if if you're Mitch right now, and the reason the change happened is to get you going, and you have to break up, you know, Nylander and uh, and Tavares, and the way they've been clicking right now, and absolutely guns blazing. One of the shining lights in on in the beginning of the season here is is William Nylander's play, and now you got to break that up to try to get you going. Like, I wonder if that lands on him saying, "Son of a bitch, I got to be better. I can't be." breaking up our best line in a long time to to try to get me going but uh all you can say is hopefully it works um you know if they come out and win 4-1 tonight that'd be fantastic but to me it's consistency is, is the issue and it'd be great if they won 4-1 be pleased with it but to me I need to see you know a 20 game slate where you have got an identity and you know how to access it and you know what to do when the going gets tough. You know what to do when you have a trap game. You know what to do when you're facing a really strong opponent. You know what to do when you have the lead. You know what to do when you're coming from behind. I want to see that confidence and that identity that these guys are showing that they have consistency and they know what they're doing. And it just seems to be a bit of a scramble show right now. And it has been for a couple of years. So that's what I'm looking for in the next 20 games here is can these guys form an identity that looks consistent, that they can access all the time? I like this from Larry, grit or sit. I I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Like, we know what this team is. We know what their core values are. We know who their core players are. And that's just the bottom line. We've talked about this throughout the season already. So we'll see what's in store for this one against the Panthers. Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool. Sign up to play the Daily Faceoff Survivor Pool to win weekly prizes like new chicken strips and French toast sticks from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. Head on over to dailyfaceoffsurvivor.com to play today. So the second of four installments this year, Rosie, between the Leafs and Panthers. Uh, back on October 19th in Sunrise, a 3-1 win for the Cats. We talked about it off the top of the show. Some snarl to that Panthers team. And all, all I can remember waking up today was the fact that A, Sam Bennett didn't play the first game, and B, Sam Bennett is playing tonight. He's hot. Ryan Reeves looks like he's going to be in the lineup. And I think the Leafs, uh, if there's a team that has amnesia, it's probably them. I hope not tonight. I think you have to remember at the very least what happened to Matthew Nyes in last year's postseason. Yeah, Sam Bennett took a run at him and gave him a conky, knocked him out of the playoffs. So, you know, the retribution stuff. I never like it when you go into a game saying, I'm going to get that guy. I like it when it's in game and the guy's done something and it's like, oh, now you're going to pay. I don't know why. I just don't, I don't like it to be contrived and pre predetermined that you're going to go after a guy, but you get a chance to finish that prick hard as can be. You do it. I don't think, you know, Ryan Reeves needs to go out there and, and like what jump them or something. It's just going to be a turtle show. It's going to be a big time penalty kill. Uh, for the Maple Leafs, but get in that guy's ear, make his life miserable, make him back off, let him know when warm up. Hey, you better be, you better be strong on your feet tonight, buddy. Cause if I get one single chance to put you through the goddamn glass, I'm taking it. Just make him go like, Oh God, like I just, maybe I'll just chill out today. You know, that's the whole point of that type of thing. And, uh, you know, maybe even Nizy gets a chance to put him into a freaking bench or something like that, because of what he did last year in the playoffs. So lots of reason for retribution. These guys uh, were knocked out of the playoffs by them. The The Panthers are rolling. They're a very solid team. They have that identity. They have that yeah. jam and that grit. They're the guys that can dig out of a hole. They can hold on to a lead. You know, take a page out of their book and say, 
how do they look? How do they feel when we're playing them? You know, they're, they're like a wall and a wave that comes at you all the time. They're very team team centric and they, they understand each other and play as a group. So take a page out of their book and try to try to lay it down on them right now. But it'll be interesting to see how this game starts. Interesting to see the new lines, interesting to see what happens with Sam Bennett, if anything. And uh, it's a good, good one, good one to watch a good measuring stick for these guys to see if they can bounce back from a shit weekend. Well, for the record, that's exactly what I was getting at. I, I wasn't meaning like Ryan Reeves jump, you know, Bennett, but uh, I think you make some accurate points where it's like you look at the Florida Panthers and they're pretty much everything you want the Toronto Maple Leafs to be in terms of playing with bite, passion, uh, integrity, uh, character. Like there's just so many words that you look at that Panthers roster. And again, they take on the DNA of their head coach as well, Paul Maurice. But even dating back to the springtime where they just muscled the Leafs out of the building after the first game, of that series and go on to cruise and go on to lose in the Stanley Cup final. As we know, I just need to see an inspired Maple Leafs team tonight, which has been missing. Uh, we'll get to Brad tree living's comments from Monday. It's been missing in action, Rosie. Like it just one game. They're a passionate Leafs team, but I can firmly say through what it's been 19 games. I think to start this season, there hasn't been one consistent effort for the Leafs where I left the game saying, you know what? That team's an absolute wagon. They're rolling. They're going to go on something here. It's like every game they've shown spurts recently. I wasn't enthused by anything I saw over the weekend, but I want to see like that consistent effort. And I think Florida's a perfect team because I know they're going to drag them in the fight tonight. Yeah, you hope so. And, you know, I want to touch on yesterday's show. We were pretty hard on the Leafs, you know, specifically Mitch Marner. And, you know, some there's different ways of thinking about a team that, that you like. I mean, if you're just the casual fan who just loves the Maple Leafs and supports them through thick and thin and, you know, doesn't really follow them really deeply and, and dissect everything and all the roster moves and all the comments about everything going on. And, and you're just like, man, I hate it when people rag on the Leafs and man, just have some support for your team. But I, I get that. I get that attitude. But if you're going to dive in and like, put a lot of time and energy and and you really care about this team and you're going to do a show on this team. Like we're doing every, what are you going to do every day? Say, well, Hey, it's okay. Like we support you guys. Like well, then what's the point of even having a show? Pom poms. We should get pom poms. Right. You can criticize. I mean, if the team's not doing well, you can say, this is what I think is wrong. And this is what I'd like to see changed. And that's what we've done. You know, the, the D's not good enough. Mitch Marner doesn't have a, a high enough level of compete for, for a superstar that you're going to pay X amount of dollars to like, those are just logical things to say. So, you know, there's different levels of fandom. I'm all for supporting the team. When I came into this job, I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to be that, that guy that, that grinds on the Leafs and makes it more difficult to play in the market and, and be part of the problem. But I, I don't know if my, my outlook is changing on it or not, but there's nothing wrong with, you know, being close to the team, following it every day and saying, here's what I see is wrong. And this is what I'd like to see changed in my opinion, to get this thing on, on the right foot. And, um, you know, the, the Leafs have had a lot of that man, because they have consistently, as we talked about for the last 57 years, not been able to put a team together that has been worthy of a championship. And, and you're going to hear about it when that happens. So we're not tearing the team apart. We're not being negative, but we're certainly, when we follow it this closely, going to speak our mind on what we see on the ice. And if you have a problem with that, then just, you know, don't watch these shows where we're talking about the goddamn team because it's not always going to be rainbows and pom-poms. Look, I, I know you're relatively new to this thing. Uh, now, two years into broadcasting, I've been around for like 12, 13 years. I covered the lease for five or six years as their radio host. Like, 
I've taken the heat. I've taken the blowback. I see it. Um, a lot of this is originating from somebody's comment yesterday on social, sort of chirping us. But I couldn't agree more. Like, we're, we're paid to give our opinion. We watch the games closer. We have this platform. It can't be all rainbows and butterflies every game. Like, it, it, it can't be. I think you look internally at this team, and to me, like, that's the issue with this team is, like, the fan base, too. It's like this... Ex- like, I, I think every spring I leave and I'm like, you know, there's this general acceptance. It's fine. It'll happen next year. And I get that feel sometimes at Leafs Nation. Like, it's the old thing. Oh, it's going to happen next year. It's going to happen next year. This is our year. This is our year. So I think all we're doing is playing both sides of the fence and saying, hey, you know what? This was good, but they need to work on this because I think you watch the league like we do intently and say around the league, like, you know what it generally takes to get over that hill to finally win that Stanley Cup. and uh, most times you see a missing for this Maple Leafs team. So quite frankly, and, and a lot of people in the chat agree that, you know, that type of content yesterday was justified because it's it's fascinating to me that people always rag on us for like the shit talking, but they never comment when we're like, just way to go Nisey, way to go Marnes, way, way, way to go Matthews. You guys are killing Nylander's on fire. The goaltending's been great. It's always when the team's in a rut, it's like, oh, here these guys go again. It's hilarious to me. Yeah, it is. And there's, it goes both ways. You get the haters that are just, it doesn't matter what happens. They're, they're going to chirp off and say, it's not good enough. Good luck on that team. Everybody, ha oh, your, your head's in yeah. the clouds. If you think that's going to make a difference, like there's nothing really worthwhile about being that guy. I understand a lot of, a lot of uh, fans are jaded and, and just completely bad taste in their mouth after years and years of crap. And then there's the other fan that's just like, oh, well, no worries. We'll get, we'll get them next year. Support your team. It's got to be somewhere in the middle. And yes, yes I believe it's, we're going to do what we think if it's just, Justified to, you know, if they go on a 10 game. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Game heater. I don't think we're going to be too negative about things, but when they're dropping games to the Blackhawks and and to teams that they should win consistently, we're going to call that out too. So it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I am getting used to this media thing and being on the other side of it, it is different. But uh, all I can say is I'm going to be honest no matter what the hell's going on. And I think you are too. I love it. And uh, we're, we're going to have a meet and greet or something over All-Star weekend. So if you're going to be in Toronto for All-Star, make sure you come and say hi. We'll have more details on the show as we move forward towards uh, early February. Getting back to the game, Bobby McMahon was in uh, in a gray extra sweater at practice, again, leading to believe that Ryan Reeves is going to play. We didn't get to this yesterday. Revo actually looked pretty good on Friday. I think that's the way to deploy him and utilize him. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. 
you don't have to play him every game, man. Pick your spots. I thought the fourth line was rather effective on Friday in Chicago. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough, man, because I've done that where you're in and out of the lineup. Um, it It's hard to get a groove going, and it's really easy to grip your stick and be like, well, you know, one mistake on this shift, and that's the end of, of my, you know, time in the lineup for the next two, three games. And it's difficult to play that way, but it's part of the role. And with Reeves getting older and in, you know, XYZ happening this year, he's probably got to get used to it and accept it and, and just do his best to be in the lineup as much as possible. But yeah, I mean, if you're playing a team that, that doesn't, that has no, that has no worry or concern about them running you through the, the rink about them dominating you, about them disrespecting you about them, you know, over being overly physical with you and running you out of the building, then maybe you go with a different style of, of lineup. But, uh, I don't mind it. Again, he's the first one to admit that he didn't have the start that he wanted. His plus minus is terrible, but that's not always on his shoulder. shoulders. Sometimes these phantom minuses come out of the woodworks. And when it <laughs> rains, it pours, man, you're standing on your half wall, little turnaround behind the net. And all of a sudden someone stuffs it and you're standing there going, oh, great. And now my stat sheet looks like shit. And you're just, you're doing, you're absolutely not involved in that. In that minus, it all happens all the time. But Nonetheless, he's the first to admit he didn't have the best start in the world. And I think he's uh, got some confidence back, got a monkey off his back with scoring that first goal. And, you know, Tree Living talked about it as well. It's uh, it, He knows he's got to be better. Hopefully he's uh, seen the light now. And if they use him sparingly, fine. I just hope they find a formula that works. So Brad Tree Living speaks yesterday as referenced. He met with the media for a quarter mark review, whatever that is. So they're at the 20 game mark. Or they will be after tonight's game. The biggest piece of information to me, was like John Klingberg's status. Uh, he confirmed it's a hip injury. He sustained on the first road trip in Florida. Klingberg's meeting with a doctor in New York this week, so we're finally going to get clarity. He's at LTIR, but essentially what I interpreted, we're going to find out if this guy ever plays for the Leafs again. Yeah, I think hopefully by the end of the week, we'll know a little bit better. Uh, it sounds like a hip issue, you know, those hip sockets. I mean, back in the day, you know, a guy tears his knee, that's really going to hinder him. That could be the end of his career. You hear that all the time from guys that are quite a bit older. And nowadays it's like, yeah, give me four and a half weeks and I'm, I'm rocking and rolling. That's technology. That, that's medicine and, and science that's gotten so much better. But those hip things seem to be a problem. Oftentimes it's goaltenders that have it just with the, the style of play and the positions you get put in playing goaltender or the butterfly style. Your hips take a beating and you wear that socket out. There's not a whole lot you can do. Um, and I was just kind of finding out that it was the hip on Klingberg. And just right away when when he knew it wasn't good and the comments that came from it makes it seem like, no, he knows this isn't something that you just go rehab for six weeks and you come back from. But ultimately, if we find out at the end of this week what the uh, what the best doctors in the world are saying about it, hopefully we have some more clarity. And uh, I don't know. I, I think regardless of what is said, there's going to be some long-term IR for, for a considerable amount of time. Well, the confusing thing for me is like they've been playing this whole thing for the last three weeks, how it's been a nagging injury that's um, bothered them his whole career. And now they're saying he got hurt in the Florida trip. Like, which one is it? Or is it the same injury? Right. Like, is it two different well, injuries? It's the same injury, but something you've battled. And it's like, yeah, we know he's yeah. got 
hip history and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, he's ready to rock. He's as good as he can get. There's nothing to do to it. And then all of a sudden, rant, tweak. Oh God. Now that's like worse than it happened the first time four years ago. Like that's, that's what can very well happen. And you know, you sign a guy that you think is healthy. You're not ever going to sign a guy that's been playing pro hockey for X amount of years who doesn't have any ailments or injury history, but you just assume they've been taken care of properly. They've been healed, right. They've, you know, had the right surgeries and, and recovery and rehab. That's all you can do. And then, you know, something that's nagging. I mean, I tore my knee when I was um, 20 years old. And even when coaching, you know, you kind of, your edge kind of grabs the ice the wrong way. And you go, oh, tweak on the inside of my left knee from fucking 18 years ago. Like, it, it is what it yeah. is. There's nothing you're going to do about it. But it sounds like there was a game where he went, oh, something just went on my hip there. And, and you know, he tries to play through it in Sweden, blah, blah, blah. But it's it doesn't sound very good. And it sounds like he's he's well aware of what it's like. And it doesn't sound good. Because if you remember, too, in training camp, um, I think he was supposed to make his debut or something like that. And then he got hurt and he, he went away for a little while. And then he finally came back in time for the start of the regular season. Like, it seems like that was eons ago, but it was like a couple months ago. Right. So, again, I think it's believable. I think it's just coincidence once again that it's the Maple Leafs and it's a guy who's banged up like you know Matt Murray came in same story with him Jared Cowan there's been a multitude of players who have come in have conveniently got hurt and gone away for good and I think maybe what's different with this whole scenario is the fact that it's a one-year deal with Klingberg and I think something we talked about last week is like we talk about Roby Allen now one player who's been exiled so to speak to Roby Allen has played an additional NHL game and Matt Murray included now we'll see what happens on that front I think his contract is up this year so Obviously, there's some validity to it. It's just more so the way things go down, and it's the lack of transparency this era, right? Like, you're not going to ne- hear anything. Like, we barely hear anything. The fact that they said is a, it was a hip injury, I mean, is is, is as much as they're probably going to tell us here. Yeah, I was almost surprised to hear that even, which that gets a little stale. I understand you're in a playoff series and and a guy's got a, a banged up wrist. You're not going to say his left wrist is hurt and just make it an easy target for anyone to uh, yeah. you know, maybe take an extra shot at. I understand that. But nowadays, it's just like, Jesus, man, it could be like a retired player and they won't even say why he's like retired. It's like, OK, what, what, what benefit do you get out of that? But um, I don't know, like I would never... I'm never happy to see a person injured. If I'm talking specifically about John Klingberg, you know, this is very, they're very sad. I'm sure it's a very stressful time, blah, blah, blah. I'm not talking, I'm talking about from strictly from the point of the Maple Leafs. It doesn't kill me if he's on the long-term IR. They they took a bit of a risk, tried to make the team better with him. I think his 4.1 million bucks uh, and then him on the ice doesn't really make us better. So I'm not totally heartbroken if uh, he does need to step away from the game and take a considerable amount of time off or whatever the situation is. Again, I know that's sensitive and I am sensitive to it being a former player but I'm wearing my, you know, Maple Leafs future hat right now. He didn't exactly come in and do what we hoped he had done. Sometimes he seemed like more of a detriment than anything. And if you free up that four plus million bucks, I think it could, uh, could help us down the road when we try to make some changes to the roster. Additionally, the comments made by the GM Brad, you living regarding the team's play. He said they've been hit and miss. There's been some inconsistency, pretty much confirming what we already knew, right? Like he didn't say anything different there. Yeah, same with Keith. Uh, everybody, man. Like, I remember what it was like. You, 
you don't want to sit there and dwell on the negative every single day. Every meeting isn't about negativity. You know, every video session can't be about negativity or you're just, no one's going to want to be at the rink. No one, everyone's going to get stale. Everyone's going to like split off and separate. It's no good. You got to stay together. You got to stay positive. You got to have hope and trust in the process. That's all part of it. But obviously that's not really part of it for fans or for media. They want to know like, Hey, how are we addressing this? What's going on? What's wrong? What, uh, what do you wish you could redo? What are you going to do to change things? It's all that kind of stuff. And the team's just like, Jesus, Jesus, like, yeah, it, it's tough. And it's that yin and yang of, of the guys in the locker room, the guys outside of the locker room, but overwhelmingly the, the consensus is we are not consistent enough. We need to be able to find our game and our identity and you seem like sound like a broken record because we're seeing it constantly. And I mean, the only thing that I come down to is this core of this group doesn't have what it takes to be consistent and to play, you know, with that much gumption of what it takes to, to look like the Florida Panthers play their hockey game. So, I mean, we're not in the position to change anything on the team. All we can do is, is speculate, give our opinion. And what I believe is that we've been down this road many times this core doesn't have what it takes to play like the Florida Panthers. And you can hope that they, they show up this uh, tonight and, and get the W and whatnot. But I just, I really hope changes are changes to the whole culture changes to the, the lineup in that dressing room are, are on the horizon. But like tree said, it's not that easily done. Getting confirmation, by the way, for the morning skate that Ryan Reese will be back in after they went 11 and seven over the weekend. And Joseph wall, I know we've had some questions uh, in the chat regarding who's going to start. looks like he's going to start. He was the first goalie off, but it is an optional skate. Do you get the sense that like the vultures are circling in Toronto? Like I get the feel, you know, when you get the feel and maybe you have a better sense of this as a former player where it's like, you think conversations are being had behind the scenes. And this is not speculation. This is just me talking where the Leafs could be prepared to do something Coach-wise, if they don't rectify this thing, like it really feels like a big homestand. It's a three-game homestand. They got Florida, they got Seattle, they got Boston for the next five on home ice. If you're going to make a change like this, it makes sense right now. You get that sense is uh, that they better wake up quickly here, or there could be some change here. Well, I think everyone knows that. Like, like every single organization. I'm talking about the coach, though. No, I know. I know. And I, yeah. I think every organization knows, like every GM knows that if we go on this huge slide and we can't fix it, you know, our coach might be on his way out. Every coach knows, hey, it doesn't really matter what my contract is. If if we have this problem that doesn't get rectified, I might be on my way out. Like everyone knows that. And, you know, listening to Keith talk about Dubis and, you know, their rise to the NHL under the Toronto Maple Leafs, and they kind of did it together in tandem. And then Tree Living comes in and I'm sure the relationship is fine, but it's that they don't have that concrete, you know, background and relationship that the previous, um, you know, power did. So there's reason to believe that. And I, I think anyone knows that if you're not performing, you're, you might be on your way out, but I think it's probably exemplified here with, uh, with Keefe. I'm sure he wants to get these guys going, but that's always a th there's always the threat of not good enough changes will come you're not going to stay in this league long no matter who you are what position you are what your job is uh if you don't get results it's just it's that high end of a league and they all know that but yeah with with the way they're playing and the same problems being apparent you know i'm sure it's crossed the mind of of multiple people on that uh on that in that franchise, including tree living and Keith about what are we going to do? And Brendan Shanahan, like whoever's calling the shots, 
if they get to a point where we're like, man, we're not, we're not swimming out of this just with a status quo doing what we've been doing the last X amount of years, they might pull the trigger on that. It's probably going to be the first thing to go if they can't get a trade done and it doesn't look like one's on the horizon and talks dry up and, and guys they wanted move on or resign or get traded elsewhere. They might be like, holy shit, we're, we're not going to sit here and spin our tires for another month or two. We might have to make it, make a move here. The easy response is like, look at his coaching record, look at his statistics. But if you look at the two head coaches now fired this year, they just have ripped it up in the regular season. Woodcroft and Edmonton, Dean Everson got canned yesterday by the Minnesota Wild. And you know this, sometimes you just need to make a change for the sake of making a change and bringing in a new voice. And I, I don't know why, I just feel like it could be time for the Maple Leafs to do that. And maybe it's because Bradtree Living is in there. Uh, Keith's not his guy. I understand people are going to come back with, well, they gave him an extension. It does not matter. We talked about money earlier on. The Leafs can pay him to go away if they so please. It just feels like the Leafs are in a lull, man. And maybe everything changes. Uh, I'm not going to change my perspective after one game. Consistency is what I'm looking at. But I will say that at the very least, what happened yesterday should be on Toronto's radar. And I'm talking about Dean Evason. Love the guy's passion. Um, He's Canadian. I think for sure he would be in my radar for guys to potentially replace Sheldon Keefe if things do go south. If you want to play the whole winning percentage thing, 639 winning percentage with Minnesota, the best in team history. And let's not forget, he just coached a team that has around 14 mil against the cap for two players they bought out in Parisi and Suter. Uh, This guy got sewered big time. And sometimes you're just a scapegoat. They got off to a shit start. You can't trade the entire team. uh, Dean Iverson loses his job. And I wonder if he could be on the periphery of Leafs Nation if something happens here. Yeah, I, I don't even want to speculate on who could be the replacement or, or what, or even if that's happening. You, you get the cart before the horse. But yeah, I, I just with knowing what it's like in a locker room with coaches, it's just there's a whole... There's an attitude, there's a vibe, there's a culture that starts with the coach and funnels it way its way down. He's in charge of every meeting. He's the one putting together the video sessions. He's the one setting the tone for practice, what the intensity level is, what the expectations are. He's he's calling the shots on the bench. He's the one running the meetings and in intermission. Like a lot of the culture and the attitude of a hockey team runs straight from the coach and funnels down to everyone else. You could be just a fantastic coach with an incredible history and illustrious career. And if you have the group of people in the locker room that for whatever reason, together, they don't respond and have chemistry with what you're doing at the top and it funnels down and doesn't land, then that's all there is to say about it. You could have, you could be Scotty Bowman. It it doesn't matter if it doesn't land, you might have to move on and see if the replacement guy, holy shit, like practice is so much different. Uh, you know, the intensity level is so much higher. Ex- expectations are higher. Holy shit. I'm going to go in the gym and I'm going to make sure that like I'm warmed up and I got a good sweat on because at the drop of the first drill in practice, things are flying out there. It's just a different attitude. Holy, like, look at this uh, video session. We're looking at other teams and the way they play. We've never done that before. Like, it's just everything can be different. And I understand why you fire a coach. It's not always justified. It's not always the coach's fault. But changing it up and mixing up a coach at the top can really like, can really just like throw a grenade on 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 the team and in the locker room and when it lands and gets put back together it could look completely different even with the same players so that could be on the horizon i mean if if the leafs continue at this pace um like are they even they're barely in a playoff spot right now mm-hmm. so if this continues i imagine changes will be on on the horizon yes that's a spark you need sometimes right in recent memory teams like pittsburgh 
the St. Louis Blues have made changes like that, drastic ones, and have gone on crazy runs, and that was a spark they needed. But again, it's just the same old same. It's like banging your head against the wall, and we expected that going into the year, and it's been pretty much the same where this team has really, really struggled to find an identity, and we'll see what they have in store tonight. Against the Florida Panthers, brought to you by Batano, the 2023 excuse me, EGR winner for both the Best Sportsbook Operator of the Year and Best In-Play Sports Operator Awards. The game starts now. Having all said that, said all that, um, I like the Leafs to bounce back tonight. Mar- Mitch Marner's a guy I'm going to be circled on. I want to see how he does on this new line with uh, Tavares. But I, I think I'm going to see a response from the Leafs. And they have to, Rosie. Like, there's no excuses. The Panthers played last night. The Panthers were in a feisty game. They clobbered Ottawa. Emotions are high. You have to jump on that team quickly and show them you're not winning this game. But uh, I'm leaning Toronto in this game just because I expect a response. Uh, There's got to be some pride in that room given the weekend they just had. Wow. We don't. uh, Usually I'm on the other side and you're naysaying and give me reasons why not. I just, I mean, if they step up, this is going to be a big test. I think that this... uh, this Florida Panthers team is exactly what the Leafs need to embody as far as attitude and style of play. And I mean, the Panthers are, they're coming off a big win. It was a, it was an intense emotional win with fireworks left, right and center. I think they're going to be right in it. And I think they're going to pick up where they left off. And I, I just think that the Leafs better be goddamn ready to handle these guys because it's going to be a real big test. And I certainly hope it's one that they pass. Sorry, I'm just reading. I was talking yesterday on social. I think we're at 30 people have asked me what's going on with Corey Perry. Like we we've reached a fever pitch. They want they want they want to manifest this into existence that he somehow got involved with Connor Bedard's mom. People want to manifest that. I know they certainly do, and I the it fuck, is leave the-, the kid alone, man. Like it, I don't know. Like this type of shit doesn't bother me, but it is a day and age of social media, and like. Everything we've been told, you and I, this is not true. Some stooge fucking made it up. That's, you know, that's what we're hearing. And all of a sudden it's got legs and every, pardon me? Maybe, I don't know. Like, I don't know. It it is odd. One thing I said yesterday on the Department of Justice, my other podcast with the HockeyFights.com company, that um, the problem with this is when you give the public absolutely nothing when something when this massive question mark comes up and Corey Perry's leaving the team it's the organization's decision there'll be no more comments what do you think is going to happen it is going to be ripe with speculation and rumors why don't you just say there is a serious illness within the family that's all they're willing to say they would appreciate your privacy Oh, oh, thoughts and prayers. Hope everything's better. Hope to see you back soon, Perry. How fucking hard is that? But when they give you absolutely nothing, everyone's going, what the hell was that? What happened? What do you think happened? And I mean, the way they've gone about it, the players don't know what's going on. Um, The organization said it was their decision. His agent said something different. It's completely out of the blue. There's there's mention of like lawyers and maybe some some legalities to it. Everyone is just spinning their top off trying to figure out what's going on. You leave it absolutely ripe for rumors like that to pop off. So I think it's their own goddamn fault that these rumors are flying around. Whether they're true or not, I have absolutely no idea. But I do know that it's very odd and that something probably pretty interesting has happened behind the scenes that, that we're not being privy to. 
it just uh, it's more so because it's Chicago, right? And yeah. uh, we talked about this last week too, but it reminds me of like the good old days with the Philadelphia Flyers and why guys like Richards and Carter were dealt out the door. And I mean, there was all this drama, like it is old school drama, but it's like, holy shit. It just shows you society. Everybody wants to know what's going on. Like just give them their privacy. Like if it's not true, just think about what the Bedard family is going through right now. Like this kid's like so green. He's in the NHL. He's supposed to be the next phenom. And he's dealing with this type of BS, but I think it would be low key pretty funny if it actually was true. (laughs) I, uh, I ask around with people that have been close to the source and they're like, no one has any idea, but they're like, maybe like it's possible. Talk to like three or four people who are pretty connected and they said, fuck no, it's not true. So, well, there you go. But, uh, like I said, if you, I mean, leave people on like myself included the group chat that I'm in with buddies are like, what's with this? What's with that? There's Same. memes that are flying around and stuff. What am I supposed to Guys, don't you share this stuff. No more talking. Don't ask me about it. It's not fair. We need to get like, what are you talking about? Everyone's, if there's a, if there's a curiosity, people are going to ask questions and you leave it wide open for curiosity when you give nothing. I understand. I'm, I'm the first one to to give people their privacy and leave them the hell alone when they're dealing with personal stuff. But when, when a guy disappears from the radar and it's this huge, it's this huge like question mark, like what is your, like, what is your fascination with my forbidden closet of mystery? Like you put something in, in a room and tell a kid not to look like he's going to be curious, give him something Just say, Hey, all your Christmas presents are in that closet. If you want to ruin Christmas, go ahead and look and they'll go, Oh, okay. Maybe I won't, but it's, it's the fascination, man. Everyone wants to know what the hell happened. Everyone's interested. Give, give a little bit, a little piece, at least like the, the topic or the theme. Is it, is it an injury? Is it an illness? Is it a divorce? Is it a, just say family, like just give something. If you don't want there to be any fascination around when you give nothing, people are going to go crazy trying to figure it out. The mystery goes on, and if Corey Perry comes back and he plays on a line with Connor Bedard, I think that settles everything, right? Maybe he's his new daddy. Possible. You know who's the Maple Leafs daddy? The Florida Panthers. And we're looking for that game tonight. I want to get quickly your thoughts. Patrick Kane lands in Detroit, Rosie. Yeah, cool, man. It's a big ticket. I thought he'd kind of be around that million mark. What is he at? Three? 2.75. Wow, that's a lot, but uh, good player. I mean, I don't know the injury history and is he over the hill or not, whatever. They thought they could use him. I think they're just kind of hanging on to a playoff spot right now. I think they could be a playoff team potentially if he makes them better, and there's not a lot of reason to think why he would make them worse by any stretch. So good for them. I'm glad it's off the plate of, of the Toronto media and fandom, like why we would want him on our roster with the problems that we have and, and, and the way we need to fix this this roster you would just be shooting yourself in the foot by signing him especially to a number like that but uh good for him i hope he has a bunch of success there yeah congrats pat and uh you know what's funny too is like all that hoopla about zadorov and tanev and uh calgary just keeps winning and winning and winning did you see what tanev did yesterday dude i was watching that game and i'm like holy fuck this guy would be a legend in toronto yet again like this is not the first time he, he's done this he jumped in front of the puck like took it in the Blocked face and left the game. Face. I don't know, man. You got to slide legs first in that lane. Lane down face first is wild. And so I think it hit his chin, right? Blew his chin up. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's nice, man. Taking it in the mouth or the nose or the eyes just fucks up your whole face. You can blow your chin up in a couple zippies and you're just fine. So it's good he's not super hurt, but what a warrior. What a battle. I mean, people around Calgary are starting to say, why are we going to unload these guys again? Like they're starting to see the light a little bit. So uh, I, I, I hope we can get one of those demons. I hope I just want a solid demon. I want two of them so bad. Yeah. Um, I just think it could really shore up the holes. And, you know, when that inconsistency with the Maple Leafs falls again and shows itself, I think a lot of it could be shored up, tightened up and sewn up by a couple of solid demon. So I don't know what's going to happen over there, but uh, the more and more time goes by and, and these players are playing better and the teams are clipping along, things change, right? It's like, well, maybe they don't want to dish those guys now, so we'll see. I got the fuzzies. I won't lie, watching that clip over and over again. Like I'm like, oh, man, the Leafs could use players like that. Uh, credit to us as well. The chat's just talking about moms now, like Leafs moms. So uh, we're a movement for sure, Rosie. I think that's the best to say, hey, let's leave it at that for today, okay? It's so bad to be that or to be that uh, outfit that perpetuates rumors. We're not perpetuating anything, but uh, nobody knows what's going on. Hence all these wild rumors flying around Chicago Blackhawks. What the hell's going on? Let us let us a little bit of light. We want to know you're just going to open yourself up for more bullshit. It was just the giant, giant, giant elephant in the room and we wanted to tackle it and we saw it in the chat as well so we'll leave it at that again i know i teed up yesterday that jeff o'neill would pop by he's going to do so tomorrow so jeff o'neill is going to be on the show tomorrow we're going to break down the game we're also going to break down the leafs at the quarter pole of the season i can't believe it they're one fourth through this thing but that's where they're at game 20 is tonight and uh, we'll move forward throughout the week i can't believe it's almost december here yeah it's wild man season ticks by quickly i hope we don't lose another one Rosie, you love the moms too, don't lie. That's from Lighter Juice. Care to comment on that? Well, it's tough because Connor's mom has got some physical attraction going and that's the the root of all these problems right now. Uh, I mean, if there's no... Oh God, I just even even touch on it if, if there's absolutely no validity to it i mean then that is absolutely the problem with twitter and social media and the internet in general and people in general but uh like i said this all lays on the blackhawks man you can't pull mm-hmm. a fast one like that and expect no one to be pulling their hair out trying to figure out what the hell the the truth is so all i'll say is yeah. chicago got not one but two first overall picks when they made that selection in nashville in June. That's Jay Rosa. I'm Nick Alberga at the Leaf Station 401, where you can subscribe to this lovely show right now. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T H E L E A F S N A T I O N.com. If you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, But hey, sometimes you never know. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 